This is Sunrise, the who, what, when, where, why, and WTF of Florida politics. I'm Rick Flagg reporting from Tallahassee. The governor signs a controversial election bill and kicks the hornet's nest. Ron DeSantis invited Fox and Friends to broadcast the signing live from Trump land near Mar-a-Lago in front of an invitation-only audience while the press was denied access. So I think it was a really positive day. Uh, we got a lot of uh, great feedback on it, and we're, we're proud that uh, we were able to do it on national television. We got a lot of feedback, too, but no one was proud. He took the state plane, the plane that you and I pay for, to fly down to a location two miles from his master at Mar-a-Lago. Violating uh, freedom of the press when you block every member of the press except for Fox. That's just... I've never seen anything like that. He knows it's an American and he's hiding in his ballroom and hiding from from Florida. Democracy dies in darkness. And that's exactly what we saw today. It is un-American. And this is not what the state of Florida is. Agriculture Commissioner Nikki Freed responded to the signing of the election bill by calling DeSantis a dictator who doesn't care about people. They will rise up. They will see Ron DeSantis for who he is. And that is an authoritarian dictator who is borderline fascism that we are seeing here in the state of Florida. And the League of Women Voters responded with a lawsuit, saying there was never a reason to pass the bill in the first place because it was based on the big lie that there was widespread voter fraud. Why are they doing this? Did we have problems in last year's election? What was wrong? Well, nothing was wrong. But the legislature is subliminally sending a message that there was something wrong, and that's just not true. On today's edition of the Sunrise Interview, a conversation with Patty Brigham, the president of the League of Women Voters of Florida. The governor is also under fire for playing Santa Claus with someone else's money. Democrats on Florida's congressional delegation say DeSantis is bragging about providing COVID bonuses for teachers and first responders without admitting that money comes from the American Rescue Act, which was opposed by every Republican in Congress. Hypocrisy is the name of the game for Republicans across the nation and especially in the state of Florida. I wish we had all been able to work together on this rather than have the Florida legislature and Governor DeSantis play kind of a bait and switch game. President Biden, the Democratic Congress, saved your budget. Our American Rescue Plan saved the day for Florida. Show some class and at least acknowledge that fact. DeSantis didn't urge one Republican to support this plan and did absolutely nothing except criticize. We'll also have your calendar of political events and the story of a Florida woman facing a felony charge for battery with a burger. And now the top stories on Sunrise for Friday, May 7th. This is National Space Day, National Tourism Day, and National No Pants Day, which is sort of redundant if you're still working from home during the pandemic. On this date in 1867, Swedish chemist Alfred Nobel got his first patent for dynamite. He later created the Nobel Prize to honor people who confer the greatest benefits on mankind and perhaps to apologize for the way his invention became a weapon. In 1945, German General Alfred Jodl signed the official surrender to the Allies, ending the war in the European theater. In 1954, French troops surrendered to the Viet Minh after a 55-day siege at Dien Bien Phu that paved the way for America's misadventures in Vietnam. And on this date in 1975, President Gerald Ford declared an end to the Vietnam era. 
4,500 new cases, 73 additional fatalities. That's the bottom line from Thursday's COVID casualty count at the state health department. Florida's death toll has reached 36,257. More than 6,660,000 Floridians have been vaccinated. 2.4 million Floridians are still waiting for their second shot. Call it voter suppression or voter security, whatever, the governor has signed Senate Bill 90, a new law making it harder to vote by mail. And the way he signed it sounds more like something out of a banana republic. It happened at a private ceremony just two miles from Mar-a-Lago. Invitations to the ballroom were limited to Donald Trump supporters, and the media was not allowed in, except for a crew from Fox and Friends. DeSantis described it this way. So we did a, a wonderful bill signing for this great elections bill. And it was uh, live on national television um, on Fox and Friends. And we were happy to give them the exclusive on that. And I think, uh, I think it went really, really well. But that's broadcast to millions of people, not just in obviously throughout the whole country, but a huge number of people in Florida are, are watching that. We had a crowd. We probably had 1,000 people in the crowd that were really cheering on. So it was an exciting day to be able to do that. And it's the first bill signing I've ever done live on a, on a national broadcast. And so uh, it was good. We also had a great visual aid that we were able to show where we're do, showing all the, all the great things uh, that are in the bill. And, um, you know, some of this stuff that was going on in other parts of the country where you'd have these uh, big private groups come in and spend hundreds of millions of dollars to run elections, uh, that is unacceptable. We are not allowing that in Florida. Uh, we're going to make sure our elections are transparent um, and they're not being funded by special interests. Uh, we're also going to continue with voter ID, which is very, very important to make sure that you are who you say you are. Um, and we're also going to make sure that we don't have ballot harvesting. Okay, it's not for some political operative to get a satchel full of votes and dump them off. You get the vote, you send it in, or you go vote in person. It's one thing to have a family member take, fine, but to have these paid operatives go out there and do it like they do in California and like they do in some of these other states, that's a big, big problem. You know, voting is supposed to be a secret ballot. You're supposed to go in, you have the booth and all this stuff. And then when you have ballot harvesting, you have people that are going around and messing around with other people's votes like that. I think it's a terrible for, for, for our country. So Florida, we just said, no, uh, we're not going to do it. So I think it was a really positive day. Uh, we got a lot of uh, great feedback on it, and we're, we're proud that uh, we were able to do it on national television. The election bill and the way the governor signed it prompted a flurry of complaints from Democrats and a lawsuit from voting rights groups. Let's start with Tampa Congresswoman Kathy Castor. Florida Republicans... Governor DeSantis and their special interest donors are afraid of Florida voters. So they have gone off on a right-wing tangent to suppress the vote, make it harder to vote, make it more expensive to vote. And don't just take it from us. Listen to our supervisors of elections across the state that have called the bill out as terrible, confusing, expensive, and uh, I'm, I'm heartened to see that already it's been challenged by the League of Women Voters uh, on the same day that Governor DeSantis hides with a Trump fan club uh, to sign this uh, Jim Crow 2.0 bill. Congresswoman Val Demings of Orlando, who is considering a run against DeSantis next year, says this new law is about suppressing the vote, not securing it. Governor DeSantis knows that his voter suppression bill is un-American. And so he is hiding in his ballroom, refusing to answer tough questions and really face Florida. 
He's hiding in the ballroom with the friendly media that he knows all too familiar. And, you know, I, I just think about when I was a police chief, if we had a controversial issue, imagine if I said, I'm, I'm doing this, but I'm going to pick the news station or the source of the media that I want to cover something that has the potential that will affect every voter in Florida. So he knows it's an American and he's hiding in his ballroom and hiding from from Florida. State Senator Chevron Jones of Miami Gardens says fraud was never an issue in Florida's last election. And this whole thing is downright un-American. It is very disturbing that rather than actually solving the problem that's impacting Floridians' daily lives, they created an issue that did not exist. And let's be extremely clear. The entire time while this bill, when we were on the Senate floor, all of, I mean, every, every one of my Republican colleagues said that this was the safest and securest election that has ever come about. But yet and still, they drove this legislation down our throats and down Floridians' throats. And let's be clear, this is Jim Crow 2.0. And I make it clear that we've seen this before. We've seen it across this country in the South. And it has always been when they seen 600,000 Democrats voted by mail, the Republicans said, you know what, let's move the goalposts. Let's change the rules. But I'll tell you this, that the people see what Republicans are doing and what they have done. And they are responding. And I am so disturbed this morning that even in this process, the governor will have a press conference and leave media outside. Why? Because he does not want to be held accountable. Remember this, democracy dies in darkness. And that's exactly what we saw today. It is un-American. And this is not what the state of Florida is. Florida Agriculture Commissioner Nikki Freed is also considering a run against DeSantis next year. She says the governor's acting more like a dictator. We are here again today to unfortunately talk about another cowardly act of this governor. Someone who in the middle of the night with no cameras, with no people around him, signed a piece of legislation increasing our taxes by a billion dollars. Then he signs a piece of legislation that takes away our freedoms. And today, he took away our rights to vote. I am outraged. You should be outraged. And more than the fact that he signed this piece of legislation today, let's talk about how he did it. He took the state plane, the plane that you and I pay for, to fly down to a location two miles from his master at Mar-a-Lago, and in front and inside of an area where it is a Trump club location, the only people that were invited were Trump fans and supporters. This was not a press conference where people can come and freedom of speech and freedom of press. Instead, he did this in a closed location with only political supporters using our taxpayer dollars with the only camera watching was Fox News. He is using Fox News as a state news source. Now we don't, we see this in other locations across the world, China, Venezuela. Authoritarian regimes have state run presses, not here in America. 
Here in America, we have the right to vote. We have the right to assemble. We have the freedom of speech. And we have the freedom of the media and press. But not under this governor's watch. This governor has taken every opportunity to suppress our vote, to suppress our right to protest, to protest his $1 billion tax raise on the people of our state, while this Capitol is still closed. No one was allowed in here, and now they can't even protest these bills. We are no longer a free state. The only way that they've been able to win elections is through lies, misinformation, fraud, and now voter suppression. But I can tell you that the people of the state of Florida will not be suppressed. Their voices will not be shut down. They will rise up. They will see Ron DeSantis for who he is. And that is an authoritarian dictator who is borderline fascism that we are seeing here in the state of Florida. It's not just the politicians who are PO'd. Patty Brigham is president of the League of Women Voters of Florida, and they filed a lawsuit as soon as the governor signed the bill. She joins us today on the Sunrise Interview. SB 90 should never have been filed in the first place. It is a completely unnecessary bill. I mean, you had the governor come out uh, a couple of months ago and say, Florida put on a model election and it was a great job and then turned around almost in the same breath and said that we need election reform. And we're like, what? So uh, then we saw Senate Bill 90 and we fought it all the way. We believe this is voter suppression. It restricts uh, ballot boxes. Those ballot boxes were used by 1.5 million Floridians last year to great acclaim. It effectively bans organizations and volunteers from helping voters return their vote-by-mail ballots, forces voters to request vote-by-mail ballots more frequently, and that will take a massive education campaign by our supervisors of elections to inform those vote-by-mail voters that they're going to have to re-up their registration every year to vote by mail. It, this is just outrageous. It effectively bans any non-poll worker from giving water or food to voters waiting in line. And as we know, Florida can be a very hot state even in November. So this just seems like a, a cruel thing to do. Voters, uh, voting or, uh, voter rights organizations like the League, well, it will impact us because we would have to take certain steps that may have the uh, result of discouraging voters from registering to vote, uh, and that would suppress voter turnout. So in a nutshell, we believe this is a massive attempt at voter suppression. The Republicans, of course, insist that this is about security and they are concerned about fraud. What is the record shown about fraud? It's been shown by the Brennan Center and other organizations uh, that any voter fraud re regarding vote by mail is minute. And there was no voter fraud in Florida last year. So this is a disingenuous claim. This is a solution in search of a problem. And there were no problems of any significance in last year's and last year's election, where we had historic turnout in Florida and around the country. 
restriction on ballot boxes. I mean, those are only going to be available now during early vote uh, hours at early vote sites and supervisors' offices. And if you, uh, if the supervisor um, does not comply, he or she could be slapped with $25,000 fine. To uh, put these kinds of restrictions on voting and codify them in, in the law, we just don't believe is right. It's going to be up to the judge to determine whether it's constitutional or not. But, just, you know, banning non-poll workers from passing out water to voters who may be thirsty as they wait in a long line, and this will effectively create long lines because you're restricting the drop boxes, you're creating a situation that could confuse voters because they will now have to request their vote by mail ballot every year, and they may not realize this. So it's going to confuse a lot of voters, and it will not increase public confidence in the state's election administration. It's going to do the opposite because it's going to make voters wonder, I would bet, why are they doing this? Did we have problems in last year's election? What was wrong? Well, nothing was wrong, but the legislature is subliminally sending a message that there was something wrong, and that's just not true. This has nothing to do with the legal aspect, but did, did you have a problem with the way the whole bill signing was handled down in front of the exclusive audience with Fox and Friends and uh, in, invite-only, basically, crowd? Well, that's an interesting uh, question, and we're looking into whether this was something that was violating uh, freedom of the press when you block every member of the press except for Fox. That's just, I've never seen anything like that. Except for, you know, when this happened last year, I believe a reporter from the Miami Herald was blocked from a press conference, uh, but other reporters were inside. So uh, this is a very disturbing action that was taken, uh, making a very serious signing of an anti-voter bill uh, privy only to the audience of Fox News or anybody else who's tuning in. Now, there has been some criticism that the governor has sort of become more of an authoritarian than you might expect in our government. Do you, uh, do you buy that theory? Well, I will let the historians uh, speak to that. One other note involving the governor, he's been flying around the state posing for pictures with an oversized check, taking credit for that $1,000 COVID bonus that's going to be going to law enforcement officers, teachers, principals, firefighters, and EMTs. But he never mentions that all the money for those bonuses comes from the American Rescue Act, the federal stimulus plan that sent $10 billion to the state and $6 billion to local governments in Florida to help them cope with the cost of COVID. Congresswoman Debbie Wasserman Schultz of Broward County says the governor criticized the bill, but he's glad to take the money and the credit. Republicans are spiking the football after Democrats and courageous local leaders scored this COVID recovery touchdown. Worse, Republicans tried to sabotage the work Democrats did to secure that funding. And now they're breaking their arms to pat themselves on the back over the results. And we see this rank hypocrisy everywhere. DeSantis didn't urge one Republican to support this plan and did absolutely nothing except criticize. We know Republicans like DeSantis will shamelessly claim credit for someone else's work because that was his entire COVID response plan, if you remember. The DeSantis pandemic response was first downplay and ignore and hide evidence of threats. If you remember, he refused to even acknowledge that we had community spread until long after it had already begun. 
then let local mayors do the hard work of mandating social distancing and mask wearing and then kneecapping them and making it very difficult for them to enforce those rules. Afterwards, he declares victory for the results, for the results of work that he dumped on others. DeSantis did this for months with COVID. Now he's hiding his Grinch costume in a closet so he can play Santa Claus with the American Rescue Plan funds that Democrats fought alone to secure with zero Republican support. It's pathetic and shameless. Don't be fooled, Florida. Congresswoman Frederica Wilson of Miami-Dade says it might be different if one single Republican had voted for the American Rescue Act, but none of them did. Hypocrisy is the name of the game for Republicans across the nation and especially in the state of Florida. And they are definitely trying to run a game on the American people, and it's a shame. Let's start with the election. Trying to pretend that the election was stolen and the insurrection at the Capitol, they pretend it was no big deal. It was huge. They're trying to take away the voting rights of African-Americans, which we earned. And Florida is at the top of the list. Without our persistence and determination back then, voters would be far worse off than they are today. And they thanked us generously by giving us control of the White House, the Senate, and the House. It is that same determination that enabled the American Rescue Plan to pass and be signed into law without one, not a single Republican to vote for it in either chamber, the House or the Senate. Let the record show. It is an outrage that they are trying to take credit for this life transforming relief package. And the Floridians need to know that Republicans are perpetuating a serious con. And Congressman Darren Soto of Orlando says the governor never mentions that the only reason the state has a good budget this year is billions of Biden bucks. I found it interesting that Governor DeSantis touted his leadership as the main driver of the economic recovery, growing revenue stream, and a fortified rainy day fund. Really? So it wasn't the result of the nearly $10 billion that we brought back to our state? Governor, the facts are clear. President Biden and the Democratic Congress saved your budget. Our American Rescue Plan saved the day for Florida. Show some class and at least acknowledge that fact. The governor was in Panama City Thursday to announce more than $100 million of new funding to help the area recover from Hurricane Michael. You guessed it, that too is federal money. Your calendar of events, well, at 9.30, the nominating commission at the 4th Judicial Circuit interviews candidates for a county judge position in Duval. At 11, the Florida Defense Support Task Force meets online to figure out how to spend the rest of their budget before the end of the fiscal year, which is the end of June. A Florida man arrested in January for plotting a violent confrontation with Donald Trump supporters at the Florida Capitol on Insurrection Day has been convicted. Daniel Baker was found guilty on two counts of sending, in interstate commerce, a true threat to kidnap or injure. His lawyer claimed the social media posts that led to his arrest were just jokes. The jury did not agree. Baker faces up to five years in the federal prison and a $250,000 fine. 
A Florida man who was the local president of a group that solicited money to build Donald Trump's border wall is facing up to 20 years in Club Fed. Brian Colfage of Miramar Beach has been indicted by a grand jury on income tax charges. Prosecutors say he received hundreds of thousands of dollars from multiple organizations, including We Build the Wall Incorporated. The money was deposited in his personal bank account and was never reported as income to the IRS. Finally today, a 77-year-old Florida woman is facing a felony charge after throwing a whopper at a fast food worker and launching into a racial rant. The arrest report filed by the Wildwood Police Department says Judith Ann Black of the Villages was enraged because the slice of tomato on her burger was too thick. So she started yelling at an employee. When the worker said she couldn't help until she stopped yelling, Black tossed the whopper and hit her in the back, then stormed out after dropping the N-word and calling the worker a stupid black bitch. Because of her hate speech, police upgraded the misdemeanor battery charge to a felony. That's it for this episode of Sunrise. I'm Rick Flagg in Tallahassee, inviting you to join us again Monday as we plumb the depths of Florida politics. 